life of a long-term multitasker. This is the Casually Profound series, where conversations create deeper connections with others and yourself, where every interaction is an opportunity to laugh, think, and feel fully, where magical moments happen spontaneously and abundantly. This series has discussions that transcend the surface level of what people do or who they are in the outer world. It aims to normalize thinking. I hope for all those engaged in this discussion, including myself, the guest, and especially you, the active listener, we stop and ponder on the ultimate question, who am I really? All while enjoying every second of it, of course. All right, and we're live. Um, <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Size Eyes and the Casually Profound series. Uh, today, my guest is Komal Desai. I met her in uh, 2014, I believe, when I was a freshman in, in college. Um, so it's been eight years. I uh, can't believe it's already been eight years. I know, just, we're just dating ourselves right now. <laughs> it's um, been eight years? I know, right? <laughs> Pretty much. I'll, coming up on eight years. Oh my God. I know, we're, we're old. We're getting old. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but we're still young. We're still young. Um, Age is just a number. Yeah, it's just a it's number. Just a yeah, number. Well, let's just drink it away. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Cheers, right? Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> um, but, so you can hear by the background noise, we are at a uh, bar and grill here, Watson's, out in Houston, Texas. Um, so yeah, I just, I'll open it up to Como if you want to say any words. I'm, you know, I just want to thank you for, um, first of all, just catching up as friends for, you know, it's been, it's been a while since we've caught up in person. Um, but you know, we've caught up a few times, uh, you know, over the, you know, over the months. But yeah, yeah, I'll open it up to you. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're good. No problem. All right, there you guys go. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Um, no, I just thank you so much for asking me to to be here and to you know chat with you on this podcast. That's awesome. And likewise, it's awesome to finally see you in person. I haven't seen you since graduation in person. So is, is that is that wow? That's yeah, it's the last been four. Time. So four years. Yeah. Um, wow. So I'm just I'm so happy to see you, and I'm happy <laughs> to be here. Likewise, likewise. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of start off with uh, stuff that I'm grateful for. Um, I think the main thing that comes to mind is being grateful for, um, you know, the, all the friendships that I have. Um, you know, I was in, in town this week in Houston for, for a friend's wedding and just being able to see a lot of those people after many years, just like reconnect and deepen the connection that I've had with friends, um, especially on this trip. But then also take time for myself. I've been grateful for, you know, having that moment to, those moments to recollect and regain my energy in addition to connecting with those friends. So, you know, that's kind of been the totality of this trip um, so far. Um, so I'm just, yeah, very grateful for that. Yeah. What about you, Como? Oh, man, it's, it's um, you know, it's interesting that you start this off with what you're grateful for because I actually end every, or but right before I go to bed, I actually, I have a small journal that I keep by the side of my bed and every day I write 10 things that I'm grateful for that day. So it could be something as small as, you know, I'm, um, you know, I'm grateful that my music choices were 
energizing and that they clearly did the job or they did the trick because I felt great. Like yeah. it could be something as small as that or it could be something as big as, you know, I'm I'm grateful that I have a job and I'm grateful that my family is safe and healthy. Like anything, anything to be grateful for. Um, every night I write 10 things down. And so today specifically, one of the things that I will be writing about is how grateful I am to be able to catch up with someone who you know, even though I don't see you in person very often and, you know, when we do chat, it's it's every couple months, but it's, I'm grateful to be here with someone who offers such quality conversation that when we do catch up, it can be, it's like a three hour catch up every time <laughs> we talk. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I'm extremely grateful to be able to see you and to be able to spend time with you and to be a part of your life, and I'm very grateful that you are a part of my life. Wow, awesome. I tr truly um, feel those same exact feelings, even though you said it even better. Um, but yeah, so with that, let's uh, kind of take that attitude of gratitude into um, a quick little visualization that we can practice right now of deepening our breath, Sinking into our chairs and just becoming present in the moment, wherever we are. And imagining at the end of this conversation, the end of this interaction, that we've had an amazing conversation the topics that we've talked about. Some of them we may have talked about before, but we've gained new insights on. Or we've delved into other subjects that we didn't even know about each other and gained a new perspective that has shifted our mindset on something. Those new ideas, that creativity, that inspiration that we can then take back to our lives after this interaction will help us the rest of the day, the rest of the week, the rest of this 2022 and beyond. Just soak in that feeling of this amazing conversation, this casual yet profound conversation that we've just had. Awesome. All right, how did that feel? <laughs> I feel like I need to do a meditation or a visualization like that every day, just like <laughs> expanding it to every social interaction that I have. Um, I like that. Okay. I do like that. Okay. Perfect. I think it's it's like a great way to obviously set up a conversation, but even just to like set up your day and yeah, yeah. because I don't know about you, yeah. um, I completely forgot how to socialize because of COVID. Like <laughs> I just forgot how to do it. So this is a really good way for at least for me personally, I'm like, oh, okay, if I do this in the morning or something like this, and yeah, yeah. just visualize, you know, I guess not even successful conversations, but just meaningful right. interactions with people. Yeah. I'm like, wow, oh, this, this might help me, like, remember what it is to socialize. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I totally resonate with that, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess, like, the f kind of first thing I wanted to ask Como is uh, what, like, who do others think Komal Desai is? I don't know. It's a deep question. You can take it the deep route. You can take it, you know, it's like, 
know, however deep you want, however, you know, surface level. You know, I, uh, I, I wish they could see the facial expressions. <laughs> I wish they could. I talk a lot with my face or like with my eyebrows yeah, and yeah. my facial expressions. So um, I'm like, man, if only they could see my face. Yeah. Also, feel free to dig in throughout. We don't oh, want, I totally we, will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't want these pretzel bites to go cold um, out here. So. Yeah, I know. I totally will. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you're here, here's chewing, you know, we're just eating some pretzel bites and Maybe other stuff later. We'll, uh, we'll give you a play-by-play -play as to everything that, yeah. we are, that we're eating, yeah, what exactly. we think about it. Yeah. I'll start off with my beer. It's quite good. Yeah. It is quite good. I'm happy with it. Nice. Um, I'm going to steal a plate as oh, well yes. because I don't trust myself. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. that's an interesting question. Who, like, what do I think? So basically, it's, it's a question of what do I think other people's perception of me is. Basically, yeah. Um, I... The, so my gut response to that is, I think it depends on who you're talking to. I think the people at the office have a very different perception of me versus my friends, versus my family, yeah. um, versus strangers even. I think it, uh, yeah, I think it totally depends on, on who you talk to, so yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prod you with a question in turn and okay. ask, are you interested in knowing what people close to me, like what I think people close to me think of me, or like general, you know, if I'm just at the grocery store or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, what, so, uh, let's say, let's confine this to like people that you know, like friends, like close friends. Um, family stuff like that so not like the random people that you you know that are out here but you know I guess people like me or people you know in your in your life in, in some meaningful way okay okay um, I would say one thing off the top of my head is uh, is a uh, chaotic energy <laughs> I feel like I feel like I do have uh, I've got some chaotic energy but like you know the little I don't even remember what is it that meme where it's like it's good neutral evil and yeah, then it's yeah, yeah. like um, yeah it's like the three by three grid yeah yeah and I don't like know what you're talking about hopefully waffle something, something something yeah 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 or chaotic or whatever yeah yeah I'm like I th I feel like I would be chaotic good okay um, <laughs> I I know I definitely carry some some chaotic energy with me. But you know what? I'd just like to say it's lively energy instead of chaotic yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely second that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very lively. Um, I don't... But you know, that's a tough question. I think... Um, I... So I guess in terms of... I, I, might, I think the way I'm going to break this down is like positive traits versus yeah. things to work on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think maybe positive traits would be um, someone who is chaotic good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, someone who is, uh, I think I come across as someone who's like lively, energetic, um, someone who wants to, someone who wants to be able to offer something to the world. So whether it's like volunteering or helping friends out or whatever, big or small, I, I, I think maybe. Um, that that desire to like want to to give back right. i think that's something that maybe I, I think that's something people might see in me um right i think also just some i i, I think i also kind of give the impression that i'm 
an adventurer. Like, I like to go try things. I like to go do things. Okay. Um, whether I do them on my own or not is is immaterial. Um, yeah. I, but I want the, I, I want to go on an adventure regardless. So I think those are some, you know, positive traits that I have. I think some things that I have to work on are I, um, I don't think I come across as narcissistic, but I, part of me wonders if I sometimes come across as a little selfish or, um, not even self-serving isn't the right word, and I don't even think selfish is the right word either. But it's like focused on yourself more. Some in some contexts. In, in some contexts, yes. Like I think in some regards, um, people might see me as someone who's like, yes, I focus on other people, but when something matters to me, or when there's something that I really want, or that I'm really working for, or even not working for, it's just something I want. Yeah. Um, I think I can definitely come across as a little. Uh, like one track mind in okay. terms of like I'm like okay I'm doing this like I'm doing this for me I need to figure how to I need to figure out how to do this for me like that kind of thing yeah yeah um okay and I think um I feel like there's so many I feel like there's so many things I need to work on so I'm uh. trying to I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to <laughs> well, think I of things that are like the most prevalent um okay I to some extent, I also wonder if if empathy is is kind of in there. Yeah, we're doing great. You like the beer? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I ten out of ten would recommend. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. It's good to hear. This All is right. good too. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Perfect. We'll do. Uh, yeah. I, I. Part of me wonders if sometimes like empathy is something I, I don't think I lack empathy but I think it might be something that I could get stronger at in terms of figuring out you know figuring out how to figure other people out you know if yeah, they're yeah. because most people won't outright tell you if something's wrong yeah. or if they're if they're hurting and sometimes I personally feel like I don't pick up on those things or even if I do I don't know what to say or what to ask or yeah. what to do in that circumstance so I don't necessarily provide much help or comfort so I think maybe those are like a couple of the work on things that I've got okay gotcha I mean well I can say with our conversations in the past like I have not felt any lack of empathy or like any shortcoming of that so um you know I definitely don't feel that because I appreciate you know when I am you know like in our conversations when we go through you know like the deep conversations that we have I can definitely feel that sense of like all right you're like understanding where I'm coming from, like what I'm saying, like what I may have gone through to like say that, right? Like what I believe. So I definitely don't feel that for me. Um, so. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I, I, and here's the thing. I always appreciate um, constructive feedback, which sounds super corporate office-y. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, it's like. But it's true, right? Like I think everyone should take constructive criticism or constructive, not even criticism. Everyone deserves constructive feedback in their personal life, in their professional life, in every aspect of their life because like how else are you going to A, how else do you take the time to listen to other people? But yeah. B, how else do you actually make any meaningful improvements if you don't know what you need to improve? Right, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Because it's I mean Yeah, yeah, like the which is I guess what are So you said like 
one of those things about like how you like do things with yourself versus like do things like with others, right? I guess like what are some of those things that like you enjoy like being by yourself doing more versus like spending time with others doing more like like traveling or exploring cities or like you know like social like like I don't know like how would you like kind of break that down yeah so that's a really good question um, so across the board whether I like to do things with people or on my own I tend to just do things a little bit more on my own just because Houston is still a new city to me I still don't know a lot of people here um, and so I, I got tired of waiting for like asking someone and waiting for someone to come do things with me. And to be honest, that all kind of started in Austin as well because different class schedules, different work schedules, I was like, I'm not going to wait for someone to try this coffee shop or try this restaurant because if I wait, then sometimes if you wait too much, then it just never happens. And I didn't want to find myself in that situation. So yeah. I wanted to preface it by saying all the things that I do on my own it's not that I don't it's not that I don't like doing it with other people I yeah. just don't I don't want to waste an opportunity to go do something because no one's with me if that makes yeah, sense yeah. That makes um, sense. but some of the things that I thoroughly enjoy doing on my own one of the big ones is going to museums okay. I really enjoy going to museums on my own um, because I, I take my time I read everything I walk through everything yeah, and yeah. I know there are more people who don't do that versus people who do. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> like that's... So more space for you, more time for you to like look at the art or exactly or whatever. Right? Exactly. Like I, I could easily spend five hours at a museum. Wow. Yeah. Like like the Met in New York. I've been a couple of times, spent multiple hours there, and I'm like, I still need to go at least two or three more times yeah. to cover everything. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's one of the big things I enjoy doing on my own. Yeah. Um, even uh, I don't know. I I feel like I feel like there are a few things like going to musicals. Actually, going to music like musicals, Broadway shows, that kind of thing. I actually like doing that on my own. Um, I enjoy going to like orchestra concerts on my own. I, I love it when people join me, but I also really enjoy going on my own because then I can kind of take it in I don't have to kind of I don't I don't know I, I feel like I can make it my own experience and my own understanding and my own interpretation of things versus you know yeah. talking to the person next to me and saying like oh what do you think about this what do you think? like I to me I'm like those are things that I love to discuss with people after we've experienced everything like, like you want to experience something yourself first yes process it and then like so I guess, do you feel like sometimes when you're with people, because I, I think I feel similarly sometimes, like, because I, I, I want to explore stuff on my own, like, and I actually, like, I have been inspired by you, because, uh, like, I know in college you would, like, tell me, like, like, I'm going to this coffee shop on, you know, rainy, or, like, you know, like, in downtown, or, like, whatever, right? Like, do things, things on your own, or, like, in, when you were interning in San Fran, right? Like, yeah. you know, living on your own, but, like, doing things that, if you didn't know too many people out there, you're, like, you know, exploring for yourself right and so like now I've taken that upon myself to do that more in a little bit in Atlanta but definitely more in Charlotte that's awesome and so like but like every time I go or many times when I go it's like I'm, I think of you when you're like oh wow it's <laughs> like oh like because Komal did this and 
you know, like even when you're, it's like a rainy fall day, right? <laughs> it's like put off, like getting some stuff down in a coffee shop, right? Like yeah. I've like totally embraced that mindset. Um, but like, I think when I, but like, let's say when I go to the park, right? There's like going to a park with someone and then going to a park like by myself, right? Mm -hmm. You just have like more thoughts and like you, you just have more time for yourself, right? Yeah. And at least like for me, like being an introvert, you can like see, you can like process those things first. And then like, oh, this is what I actually believe about, maybe not the, what I'm seeing, but like maybe something that happened in that day or that previous week and I'm thinking about, which I haven't had time to do if I've been with people the entire time, right? And then I can like, oh, this is what I actually believe instead of just regurgitating things that people have said to me and then say it right back or like, there's no time for that processing of thoughts. Yeah. Right, when you're with people, all, at least for me, like all the time, right? I is that, how do you feel about that? I completely agree. Um, to your point, I, I, I consider myself an extroverted introvert. I actually, I tend to have a lot more introverted tendencies, um, than anything else. And so that time to reflect on my own and that time to just recharge on my own, whether it's an emotional recharge or a mental recharge, that actually, it's way more important than, um, than maybe some people realize, um, yeah. So, you know, there there have been a lot of things where when I'm in a group, people will say things and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's like, that sounds pretty legit. And then, you know, like it, it just it becomes like that whole conversation. I have so many moments where I'm like, oh, that's that makes sense. And that makes sense. And oh, that makes sense. And that makes sense. But then when I have time to process it on my own at home, it's totally different because then I'm like, OK, I, I took in all these perspectives. Right. But which one do I actually agree with? So I totally agree. You know, when I need when I need that time, being alone yeah. is the best thing. Excuse me, and especially going to the park, being out in nature and having yeah. those reflective moments, supremely <laughs> underrated. Right. Um, but it's the best thing. I mean, I for the longest time actually here in Houston, um, I used to live like two blocks from a park. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I literally would exit my apartment, yeah. walk down the street, and then it was like the park trail. Okay, yeah. Um, and so for a while there, every Saturday, I would go walk from where I was yeah. all the way to downtown and back. So that is about 45, 50 minutes one way. So the round trip was almost two hours. Yeah, yeah, wow. Um, but I would, at first I used to listen to music while I was walking and then I even just stopped doing that. And I was like, I'm just going to be yeah. and exist. And whether the thoughts want to flow or not, yeah. it's kind of up to them. Um, yeah. But having that flexibility to let your brain work through what it needs to without having external influence. Those moments are when I, like, I just cherish being alone. Totally do. Um, are, are there moments or activities that you're doing when you find yourself, like, having more of those moments? Where you're like, oh, like, when you're walking, like, oh, I'm, I can process better or I can think about something more reflectively, right? Or journaling or, like, whatever activity it is for you. Like so walking those? is a big one. Um, weirdly enough, swimming is a huge one. Okay. Um, I so I think you know this, right? Yeah, yeah. I used to competitively swim. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I mean, obviously with COVID, it's been a couple of years since I've been in a pool because we, like, for the longest time, they were like, can we swim? Can we not swim? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. And so I haven't been back to the pool, but when I was swimming, um, just recreationally, yeah. my, like, because I didn't have a set to think about or I didn't, I mean, well, even when I was competitively swimming, I would still kind of get to that place of just letting my thought, like, my mind wander, but... Yeah especially because I'm doing it more recreationally now. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you know, here's my warm up, 500 yards, go for it. And so throughout that 500 yards, you know, the front of my ba- brain is, you know, making tick marks like, okay, you've done like you've done a 50, you've done a 100, you've done a 150, so on and so forth, but yeah. the rest of my brain is just kind of like we're chilling, you know, think yeah. what you need to think, feel what you need to feel, just kind of let your brain wander and I process a lot when I'm when I was swimming right um, okay you know working out as a whole sometimes I think is, is a good way for me to process things as well okay nice uh, how what about I know you're like big into dance as well <laughs> I guess you can if you want to talk about how like is is that also in that category of like helping you like recharge or like I guess how does dance kind of work with because like dance you almost it's almost inherent that you're doing with other people and it's like almost seen as like socially or like weird if you're like doing it by yourself right like in a public setting especially right? <laughs> I mean I've been to plenty of concerts alone where I'm just dancing by myself and people people later will come up and or like people will take notice and they're like oh man are you alone and I'm like yeah and they're like but you're having the damn time of your life like do you mind if we join you and I'm like sure so that's awesome I don't even care about dancing alone anymore perfect that's the way we should be so like how does so is, is there any concept of that or like how does I guess two questions are there of like how does dance fit into that you know charge uh, like how do you recharge through dance and then like the like is there any distinction you make like doing dance by yourself versus with others. So that's a those are really good questions, and I'm I am gonna turn these back on you, by the way. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, because the people need to know about you too. Oh, no. <laughs> well, they have all the content to find that out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. Well, I want to know as well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there we go. Yeah. This is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a selfish motive here. Yeah, no. um, but dance is one of those things where. I don't actually do a lot of mental processing when I'm dancing as much as it is just like emotional release. Uh, um, whether, you know, because if it's a good beat, I'll dance to it. It doesn't matter if it's rock music, R&B, if it's club music, if it's bassy music, yeah. um, if it's like African music, I don't care. If it's, if it's a good beat and I can bop to it, I'm going to be dancing to it. Yeah. Um, or it doesn't even have to be a good beat. If it's something like emotional and moving, you know, that's when I'll pull out my one class of modern dance and I'll yeah. just you know just freestyle and, and do what I want and and kind of just emotionally re- because for me music is so many things and one of the things that it is is emotional release right so if I'm in a really bad mood yeah oftentimes like singing it out is going to be the thing that works for me yeah. um if I'm really sad sometimes dancing it out is what works for me singing and dancing it out um yeah. i just it's just dancing is some dancing is something that both is a release but also fills my cup 
Yeah. So it doesn't matter what kind of mood I'm in. As soon as I get moving and as soon as I, like, I lose myself to the music and that's where the dancing happens. Yeah. So that's kind of what I, that's kind of what I mean by it releases me, but it also, like, fills my, my cup. It fills my soul. It makes me feel whatever I need to feel. Um, and so I don't necessarily look at it as, oh, for me, it's not something where I'm like, okay, you know, this is helping me process certain, cert- well, maybe, I don't know, maybe subconsciously, excuse me, it does help, um, I guess, process certain thoughts or certain emotions or whatever. Um, yeah. But the best thing about when I'm dancing is that I don't think. Like, I just right. don't think, I just move. Yeah. And so that... You're just like lost in it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Like, I get totally lost in it, and the more freestyling I can do, whether it's at a club or at someone's wedding or if I'm dancing alone in my apartment, it doesn't matter. Like, the more I can just let go and do whatever I want, the more my brain just kind of shuts off. Like, yeah, like yeah. all the all the things that need to be shut off, totally shut off. And it's right. the best. <laughs> it's the best feeling in the world. It really is. Yeah. And so what about you? What is something, like what What do you do or whether it's an activity or, uh, well, it, it's going to be an activity of some kind, I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah. Um, what do you do that kind of gives you that similar feeling of being able to just like leave everything on the table but still feel that sense of like, man, my cup is full, my soul is full. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I can take on the world. So... I'll actually relate it to a to something today. So, so like for the last couple, so I arrived on Wednesday, right? Came on Wednesday to Houston, and then I guess today's Friday. Wednesday night was like the you know dinner for like the wedding. Thursday morning was the like actual ceremony that took like you know 7 a.m. till like you know 1 1 p.m. We had lunch and all. all. So yeah, it was it was a long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That could only be a daisy wedding. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you after. Okay. I'll tell you who after. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, reception at the e- in the evening, right? So it's like, since I landed in Houston, right, it's basically been, like, you know, interacting with people the entire time, right? And, like, e- even including, like, like the guests that I'm staying with, right? Or the host, I should say. Um, host, host that I'm staying with. And then... You know, for like, for what is it, 36 straight hours, basically, I'm like, with people, like, only, like, time to re- be by myself is, like, a couple hours, like, in between the events, mm-hmm. and, like, sleeping, yeah. right? <laughs> um, and so, like, today, I finally was able to, like, um, like, uh, I went to, uh, what is it, I went to Kalachi Factory um, out in Katy. Oh, um, yeah. I haven't been to one since Austin, so it's like, been, like, four, four plus years, so glad I got to go but like, I got some I did some reading there right um, but then like I, I had read like I think I read like 100 150 pages there I was like okay like I need to and that filled me up in, in, a, in a good way but then I felt not tired but like alright I'd used up that battery level you know uh, with, with reading right but then I went back home and then I still feel like felt like I needed to normally if I was in Charlotte I probably would have worked out right so like working out is something like that right like that fills me up, that fills that cup up, mm-hmm. right? Um, I didn't have any, like, workout shoes with me, so that was... I, I could have done something, but I uh, didn't work out, right? 
but I ended up actually there's a when actually when you took the uh, roundabout like when you picked right after you picked me up mm-hmm. oh, you took the roundabout right um, on the other side of that there's a pond um, mm. and so it's like a 0.6 mile loop or whatever so I walked around that and then I did some uh, Tai Chi and so like Tai Chi for like the last year has been that kind of thing for me where I can like just really focus on my like breathing focus on my like the movements of my body just like even if there's people walking by like I'm still focused uh, for the most part right like on like what I'm doing or like you know on my breath or whatever it is right to make sure that my balance is correct especially Mm -hmm. if it's like I'm shifting balance throughout that movement right and so like Tai Chi has been that main thing one of the main things in the last year plus that's really allowed me to like take that 30 minutes or an hour however long it is to to recharge where I feel way better after I do it than before not that I was like feeling bad but I just needed to feel that like recharge mm-hmm. and so and cause like I, I took a I took a 15 minute nap uh, before I did it but I felt like the delta from where I was before the nap to after the nap versus before doing Tai Chi to after Tai Chi like that delta for doing the Tai Chi was greater I felt yeah right so I could feel like the energy the chi like flowing through me and so like that type of thing was like really like recharges me for the next like one two three plus hours for the re- you know for the rest of the night right yeah for the rest of the evening so like I was starting to journal a bit and like did some reading before you know you pick me up right and so like that actually like when you when it gets the blood flowing in me then it actually gets me more creative like more inspiration just like kind of naturally flows out so when I'm reading I'm actually taking more notes for example because um, I've done the Tai Chi or if I've worked out before whatever it is right there's more there's thoughts flowing around yeah compared to if I just read just right after I woke up in that same level may not have been there so long way of saying you know I think like reading working out in Tai Chi are really those like kind of things for me that give me energy to help fill me up um, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but. No, that's interesting. And it's, you know, you actually inspired me to, because we had, I remember you had mentioned a couple months ago that you um, were doing Tai Chi and you kind of inspired me. So I found, um, I found a place where they do free Tai Chi classes every Friday. Oh. And so I went to a couple of them and I really did enjoy it. Uh, I mean, obviously it was, well, not obviously, but. Fridays are usually a little difficult for me just because of work and things like that. But every once in a while when I can, you know, sneak away for an hour, I, it's a great class. Yeah, yeah. It is a good class. And so you actually are the one who inspired me to (laughs) give it a shot. Wow. How did it feel after, like, doing it? Extremely grounding. Yeah. And sorry, I totally interrupted you. No, no, sorry, no, no, no. Wait, because you had done it, because I know you had done it before, like, like taking some classes that had like fit was it fitness classes that had tai chi in it or something before for a while so usually it's just so so i guess yes and no is the answer it wasn't like strict like this is a tai chi class right it was it's always been we're doing yoga like this is a yoga class but we're gonna throw in some tai chi okay gotcha um the only time i've like the only time before these classes that i had ever done tai chi was when I visited Beijing and 
we went downstairs from the place that we were staying and you know it's like all the little aunties and yeah. grandmas and they're doing their tai chi out in the square we were like okay let's join them and so yeah. <laughs> that was the only real tai chi experience i'd ever had at that okay. point gotcha so, sorry to interrupt you there so you were saying about like how, like how it made you feel when you were this most recent time going to those classes on those fridays how did that kind of make you feel very grounded um and I think right now, at this point in my life, grounding is extremely important. Um, just because there are so many other things happening in in my personal life, in life as a whole, like just general societal life. There's so many things that are happening that are so just like they're just they're. It's like they're blowing in the wind. There's no rhyme. There's no reason. Things are just moving and happening, and there's nothing we can really do about it. And so. Um, me like me believing in Ayurveda and and having an understanding of like what my Ayurvedic I guess persona not personality like what my Ayurvedic constitution is or whatever yeah grounding is already a really important thing for me but then yeah. when I'm in an environment that will literally like take you and sweep you away if you yeah. let it grounding becomes like two three times more important right so um, for me, I found Tai Chi extremely grounding and very balancing. So, um, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's nice because I get that same, it, it's a, it's, I get that same sensation of grounding with yoga, but it's also in a very different way than, than the way that you get it with Tai Chi. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed both. I, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in the idea that you know, for yoga, the poses you do and the way you do those poses, it does impact, it, it doesn't impact you just physically, it does impact you, you know, emotionally, mentally, yeah. all of the above, that kind of thing. And so, um, you know, like if, if, if I, if I know I need something, I can turn to yoga and say, okay, I need, I need grounding, let me do a grounding practice, or I need emotional, like I need emotional release, let me do a hips release practice because you, like women, we tend to carry our emotions in our hips. If yeah. you like, if this is something you believe in, right, yeah. that's kind of where okay. we carry it. So, yeah. you know, I'll do things like that. And then with the Tai Chi, it was a little different because I felt grounded, but there was also like, to that point of balance, I was like, okay, I'm grounded, but I'm light. Like spiritually, I feel light. Emotionally, I feel light. And yeah. I feel homeostasis. Um, Again, all things that I also feel with yoga, but with Tai Chi, it was just a little different because it it focuses more on, I don't know, I, I feel like Tai Chi moves your inner energy versus yoga, which, yes, it tends to be physical, but I feel like with yoga, it's easier to say, like, I'm doing this with a specific goal in mind okay. versus Tai Chi where it's like, okay, I'm moving energy. And so energy will get directed wherever it needs to, and that kind of is what makes you feel that like that that roundedness. Yeah. Which I don't know. I might just be talking out of my. Yeah, yeah. No, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of how <laughs> please I. Please take it. Please Are you sure? It. Yeah, yeah, go for okay. it. Go for I'm, it. I'm stealing You're the last big, pretzel, big pretzel bite. Pretzel. You're a big pretzel lover, so. I'll I am. Go. Yeah. I am. Well, so are you. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know. I'll, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, no, that's awesome though, because I mean, I like what you were saying though. Well, because I think, like, yoga kind of focuses a little bit more on, like, the poses, right? Yeah, we're awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. 
Sorry, I had my mouth full. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, like with like yoga, right? It's like you're focused more on the poses, right? Like, am I like, am I doing this right? Or am I like, like, is this the right pose? Is this the right position? Like posture, like whatever, right? With And it's like you're moving to get to a stationary position mm -hmm. uh, most of the time, right? In, in yoga, um, at least from what I've experienced. So if you're a yogi listening, you know, excuse my ignorance. <laughs> um, from what I've experienced, right? You know, you're like, moving but then you're moving to a station position and then you're moving again to another like pose right right with tai chi i guess it is like that um a little bit but then you're like moving like the movement itself is part of the beauty it's like mm -hmm. the movement itself is part of letting that energy flow right so i think that's like like where that energy goes right it's like i think in yoga if we had to bucket it it's like almost going into like a pose Versus in Tai Chi, it's like the energy is going through a movement. Right. At least that's what I feel. And then both, like, because of that, they provide, like, different value. But they provide, you know, equal value, let's say equal value, just depending on what context or how you're feeling, etc. right? I think it all comes down to, like, what you need in that moment, right? Um, you know, I think in today's world, listening to listening to what your body and your mind wants is actually... A lot harder for people to do yeah but once you actually get to that point where you're like okay you know my body needs this or my brain needs this or like me as a as a human person I need this um, it makes it a lot easier to kind of effectively use all the you know all the tools in your toolbox right, right so yeah. there are plenty of times when I there, there are actually a lot of times in my life where I'm like maybe I need Tai Chi but I don't have I, at, the, at the moment, yeah. I don't have a lot of like in-person access to it, so I tend to revert to yoga. It's something I know. It's something I'm familiar with. Right. I don't. I have to think about the poses, yes, but it's easier for me to kind of lock into the right movements, just because. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. I just have a little bit more time. Like I've had more time with yoga. I've been yeah, doing yeah. yoga. I've been doing yoga since I was in tenth grade. So it's it's a little bit easier for me to kind of just get into that rhythm and that movement and. I think a lot of the things that you get with Tai Chi, that all stems from once you really start to incorporate breathing practice into your yoga, yeah. moving outside of just the physical asana movement, yeah. incorporating that breathing. I think that is where yoga and Tai Chi, I'm like, you guys are the same thing. Like you could do one or the other and it would provide you with the same exact benefit. Um, yeah. And so I think, you know, I think, I think everyone is always gonna have a preference for something. I. I know my preference is for yoga, again, right, because yeah. I'm more familiar with it. Yeah. But if Tai Chi were my only option, I would not be mad. I'd be like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's do this. Let's love it, love it. Love the energy there. No, yeah. I, yeah, I think this is a good time for... Um, uh, so, I guess normally kind of do like a quick little thing that normally we don't do in conversations that I've been in or you know especially like in the workplace or just you know whatever right where we like kind of just pause and like just take time to think and reflect right and it's almost like you know taking a time in the day to <laughs> to pause and reflect as well right so kind of doing that on a micro scale of you know let's just take a quick you know 30 seconds or a minute of just kind of like reflect on what we said or if there's any um, any thoughts are going around in your head right or just 
getting rid of your thoughts, whatever you want to do, right? And at the end of that time frame, I think you can really find out what people are thinking and how they think based off not only the answers that they provide, but then the questions that they ask. Mm -hmm. So at the end of that pause, I'll ask you to ask me a question and then we'll keep the conversation going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'll let you have the floor, Como. Okay. <laughs> so I feel like I actually have a couple of questions, but okay. I'm going to ask you one that has... I, I, I didn't realize it has been on my mind for a little bit, Yeah. but just throughout this conversation, I'm, I was like, okay, this has been on my mind. This is something that I kind of want to ask people just as a whole. Yeah, yeah. So you've been doing a lot of work on like personal self-development through right. things like Tai Chi, going to the park, lots of self-reflection, um, sure. you know, um, getting feedback from people as a whole. So what is something that you are currently working on for yourself that you find not only personally valuable, but it's also something that you want to present to the world and say like, this is a huge part of, like this is a, like this personality trait or this part about me is important to me and therefore I want it I want you to recognize that as a part of who I am if that makes sense so kind of going back to your first question when you asked me how do you think people perceive you what is something that you want to do for yourself that you want other people to also perceive yeah in yeah you? that makes sense that's a really good question <laughs> leave that to the pros yeah. aka you oh, no. I'm still an amateur at this um, but I think that so there's more of a, a, a surface level answer and then a, a deeper answer so surface level answer I think like for me I want people to like I've gotten really into what I would characterize as um, a, a systems thinker or system and I would put myself in the systems thinker, systems creator, systems in implementer. And I've only kind of started realizing that, right? And to think about how, like, literally everything that we see is a system, right? Like how this, like the architecture of this place was a system, right? Like the roads that we drove on to get here was a system, right? The clothing manufacturer that we're, for the clothes that we're wearing is a system to create those clothes. Right? Everything we see is a system, right? Yeah. So, like, I'm just only starting to recognize that. And then... Like, but then if everything is around us, the system, so, so are we in a sense of like, you know, like our human organism is a, is a system, right? But then the way we think can also be a system, right? And so I've created, starting to, you know, think about like a life operating system. And so I think I've talked to you about this before and I'm creating like a course about that. So like, I think that's one way that I'm sharing what I have been learning and outputting with that systems thinking mindset into something that people can hopefully 
uh, gain value from, right? How it has provided value for me and then gaining val uh, value for them, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like the surface level answer. I think the deeper, th one level deeper is potentially how, I think we categorize wisdom with age or like we correlate wisdom with age, right? And so like, oh, okay, this person is older than us or this person is an elder, right? And we have to respect, obviously we have to respect what everyone says, right? Um, but sometimes I think, especially with an Indian society, right? It's like Indian culture, it's like you have to obey your parents. You have to obey people who are older than you because they've experienced more of life. And they, even when they, like, they, okay, they have your best interests and they want to tell you what to do. Or they have advice, right? And I think everyone can have advice about what people say, like what other people say or do, right? But I think wisdom is not in the quantity of years that you have, but in the quality of the years that you've lived, mm -hmm. right? And so there's, there's so much wisdom in just the day that we've had today, in this conversation, before this conversation, after this conversation, right? There's, you know, like, you know, uh, like the, you know, like going back to like the break that I took today, right? You know, there's there's wisdom in there potentially, right? But there's that potential knowledge, right? If we are like looking at this, if we have our eye on it, right? Mm -hmm. And so if we can sew those beads together of wisdom in one day, right? Then you know, every if we do that every day, there's so much growth that we can have, right? So and I'm. You know, even though we said, you know, we're joking around, that we're saying we're old, you know, eight years that we've known each other, right? <laughs> but I think there's so much wisdom that we, you have. There's so much that I've learned in my life, right, that I, I want to share, right? But then I think there's sometimes that block of people who are younger than you, oh, like, he doesn't know what he's saying. Or, like, he has a limited mindset. And I, and I may, right? But I think I want to get rid of that stereotype in a sense that you know sure I, I have a different perspective and I know that from my parents or from even people at work who are maybe five six years older who are you know my brother's generation or brother's age right or you know whatever it is and so that wisdom doesn't really matter how old you are it just matters how deeply you see life right and what lessons you see in life and how much you can grow from them right yeah and so because some people make the same mistakes throughout their entire life you know I'll, I'll probably make some mistakes you know throughout my entire life too like the same mistake right and, and you know I can accept that right but if I'm con consistently learning and growing then I will also accept that and I'm and I look forward to only like you know that growth process right but I think that I want other people to kind of see that you don't have to be a successful person uh, by the external measures of success to have wisdom or to have knowledge that you want to share and provide value to the world, right? So I think that's what I want to get to. Mm -hmm. And even like, uh, you know, in the context of this, right? You know, I guess like Gary Vee says, you know, like, don't listen to what I'm saying, watch what I'm doing, right? So like with this, right, a lot of podcast hosts will, I think, like, will reach out to, and rightfully so, um, you know, more successful people, right, who have, like, achieved considerable success in their fields, right, whatever it is, right, but I think having conversations with, um, you know, just, like, my friends, right, who are still in that process of, like, all right, finding out who they are as, as am I, right, but, like, 
you know, if there's a Google search, there's not going to be like a million results or like, you know, if it's social media, there's not going to be a million fault, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but there's wisdom in these conversations that we have that we don't need to ha go to someone who has all these years of experience or of years of success to have these types of conversations and to get that wisdom through a normal conversation like this. So I think that's what I'm trying to break down the barriers of and just help people see that if we just look close enough or hard enough or with enough ease and simplicity, it's, it's all around us all the time. We just have to be aware of it. It yeah. feels like even with wisdom, you're kind of looking at it through that system lens where, you know, the variables are not, they're not, there's no strict range on the variables there either. It's, you know, to your point, right? Age shouldn't matter. Um, you know, which walk of life you come from shouldn't matter. Yeah. Wisdom at the end of the day is wisdom, right? So even like, I, th I just think it's interesting how your surface and your deeper level, I can, I can see how <laughs> that thought process is, is that, that system thought process kind of, it, it goes into a lot of, well, clearly for you, it's something that goes into a lot of your deeper layers and levels as well. So, um, you know, solid yeah, yeah. work on that quote unquote <laughs> surface level one, because I like, I see it right now that, yeah. you, now that I understand that, that, you know, that idea of system is something that's, it's something that is inherently a part of you, right? Yeah. Um, it's something that, like, I can hear it when you talk now. Okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. Which I think that's, I think that's awesome. I think that's, it's, it's always so, it's very satisfying as someone who's A, interested and B, takes the time to listen to, like, connect those dots. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I love what you, I love your outlook on this idea of wisdom because I see that, I see that all the time, yeah. um, all the time, right? Yeah. Like, how would you say it like kind of has looked in your life in terms of, like maybe in terms of what I said or like how would you define wisdom, all these topics I mean, around wisdom? Wisdom is, I, so I definitely understand the idea of why age um, why age and wisdom go together. Like, I, I completely understand that because there are so many things yeah. in life that me as a 26-year-old, I have not experienced. Like, I don't know what it is to have a midlife crisis. Right. I don't know what it's like to have a kid, watch them grow up, send them off to... Like, I don't, I don't have those experiences. I don't have the wisdom that goes with it. I'm not married. I don't have the wisdom of marriage right. or the experience of marriage, right? So I think... I think the biggest thing is that experience and wisdom go hand in hand, but you don't have to be a certain age to have experienced certain things, right? Like, there are plenty of people who are 50 plus and have never experienced death. They don't know what it's like to have someone pass away in their family. Yeah. They don't know what it's like to attend a funeral. Like, they've just never experienced death. Yeah. I experienced it three times in one year. Yeah. Right? So, even something... So, so wisdom to your point it's not I don't think it's tied to age I don't think it's tied to a number I think it's tied to experience and quality of life and experience also go hand in hand right yeah, yeah. right if you're if you have a if you have if you have lived a quality life experience is a huge part of that learning from your experiences first of all making new experiences and then learning from those experiences so yeah. um, so how do you then like like what's your process of 
or if there's there's probably not an explicit process but like what's your general process of like looking at those experiences that you've had and then processing them to get some type of learning sort of like wisdom from those experiences that you've had right because there there's a level of anyone can have those experiences right but then to actually like take the next level and to think about them and to like all right next time like this is what i'm going to be doing or like to reflect on them that's an extra step that some people may not be doing or so like i guess how do you view that or like i guess what do you do to help take that potential knowledge right the potential learning from those experiences into into wisdom so i think what works really well for me is a stepping away from the situation or like yeah. distancing myself from the situation or the experience and then oftentimes in all honesty oftentimes that understanding or that realization of quote unquote wisdom doesn't come until much later once i start talking to someone else about it yeah um i'm not someone to, so i and i think there's a difference between talking about something and venting venting does me no good venting actually it 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 actually creates a lot of pent up energy and pent up anger in me so mm-hmm. venting is not something that i can do. Okay. But talking something out with someone, especially once I've removed myself from the situation or like create some distance from the situation, because I have to walk someone else through whatever I experienced, it's kind of like I'm looking at that same thing through a different lens, whether it be, you know, the lens of time away from it yeah. or the lens of, oh, you know, I actually have to look at this from like an omniscient view versus just in my own head right because yeah. at the end of the day a lot of, like at the end of the day if you don't remove yourself you can only really see a situation from your perspective it gets really really hard to see something from someone else's perspective to take that third person view and and say like okay if this scene was playing out before me yeah. am i really surprised that this went the way that it went whether for good or for worse yeah or for better or for worse right. um, so that really really helps me and once i start talking things out with people and start talking about what happened or how i was feeling or this or that all the gears kind of start to click into place um in my own mind yeah and then i'm like huh interesting and so from then i'm like you know i think i need to take another step back and go over what just happened yeah you know? <laughs> So it I mean it is it's it's a multi-step process but it's a process where I'm like once I once I kind of get there I don't forget it. It's like I I don't forget it, right? So I would yeah. rather take that time to get to that point and then have it stick versus just kind of like think about it and know what the right answer is or like know what the piece of wisdom is and then just totally forget about it. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes uh, sense. But what about you? What do like what are your mechanisms for either understanding wisdom, realizing wisdom, internalizing a piece of wisdom? What do you do? As the music has increased here, as the music volume has increased, I will also increase my volume here. <laughs> hopefully, so hopefully the audio doesn't <laughs> just, just off the charts here. This is this is this is slowly becoming a, a live live recorded concert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what's happening. Yeah, um, but I think for me, it's like the 
the, I think like e easy answers like journaling. Like I don't. Everyone says it, but like I didn't start journaling. I had like a chronicle of events, let's say a digital chronicle of events on and off for a few years, like from high school through college, you know, for six, seven years. And it's like, you know, January 2nd, 20, or, you know, 2014 or 2012, let's say, and then a random another entry on, you know, November 2nd, 2018 or whatever it is. Right. And so it's like this disjointed things. Right. And it's a chronicle of events and it didn't really understand my process. Right. But to understand these things, I think, really just like going deeper into like that moment, those moments of like looking back on something, like basically what you were saying of dissociating yourself from the situation. Oh, that's a good um, word. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good word. <laughs> like I don't, I, I don't, I, like, that's a place for improvement for me within a like when I'm in that situation, I can't dissociate from that mm -hmm. as well as many other people, right? And, but my way of doing that is reflection through journaling, right? And so when I do that, I can deeply go in and write for an hour, two hours, three hours, sometimes four hours, just straight writing of an event and like go, keep asking myself questions, right? Which leads me to another thing of like, the way that I process things, that's actually a good thing, a way that I process things is not through answers or anything, but I, the way that I process is through asking questions, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's why maybe I'm drawn to like podcasts, for example, is because of like the question answer type of, you know, format, right? And why I put such an emphasis on questions is because when you ask questions, it allows not only answers to happen, but then it allows better questions to be asked, mm -hmm. right? And then when better questions are asked, I'm able to like go deeper from like one level to ask, to ask another question that goes a, a level below and a level below, a level below. And then once I'm at the lowest, deepest level that I can get to, right? Then I can traverse back up those levels and then see, okay, like this was the original question that I asked. I went all the way deep as I can. And then this is what I actually think about that event that happened or the way that I think, or here, here are the fears that I've had about this, or here are the beliefs and values that I had that, and intentions that I had to lead me to how I acted or what I said, right? So like, I think journaling and asking questions are like two of the main ways that I've really connected with who I am in terms of you know, being able to process those things like you were saying. Right. So, like, I guess, how would you? I guess, like, going back to something before, right? Like, what are those like other things like those? Um, like you said, the gratitude journal at the beginning, right? What are other things like that that help you, like, process things or go through, uh, like, that give you energy, right? Like, what are other habits that you have throughout a daily basis, weekly basis that you do that, like, oh, I want to do more of, or like, this is something that, like. You know, everyone can do, and it like helps me. That's a really good question. Um, and I don't. I'm not. I think, you know, you're what you're saying about habits. I think that kind of is my answer: is having a habit, having a routine, um, something where 
you can, you know, you can do it mindfully if you want, or if you just need some space to let your mind wander, or if you just need to mentally kind of check out. It's such an established part of what you do on a day-to-day basis that it's like, it's automatic. Yeah. It's automatic. You don't have to think about it, right? Like yeah. waking up and brushing my waking up, making my bed, brushing my teeth. That exact step, like yeah. those exact steps. I don't even have to think about it. It just happens. Right. Yeah. Like there have been times when I've walked into my room at noon and I I look at my bed and I'm like, when did I do this? Because it, my brain just does it automatically. My yeah. brain automatically knows. Wake up, turn off alarm, make bed. Yeah. It's just, I don't have to think about it, right? <laughs> right. So I think that, in a way, kind of, once something becomes routine like that, it opens your mind up to, it becomes muscle memory. And then once it becomes muscle memory, your brain is open to exploring other things or right. thinking about other things. Yeah. Um, you know, like, for example, actually, so the, the, the gratitude journaling that I do, yeah. I've noticed once I started doing that, a lot of like analytical thoughts about the work that I do on a day-to-day basis, they start to pop up like crazy after that. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So I keep my journal out and I start writing these things down. So that way after I felt like when I wake up the next morning, I'm like, okay, I had some dope thoughts. Yeah. I, I had some very analytical thoughts about something that I've been working on, something that will be helpful let me just go back to my to that journal that I had and apply it to my work. Um, yeah. So I, th- I think that's the kind of, that's one of the beauties about having a routine. Because to be honest, I don't know if I have anything else that I do on a day to day basis where I'm like, this is my time to sit and reflect. Like I tried reading poetry every morning. Okay. I couldn't maintain that. Um, I tried doing yoga every morning. I couldn't, you know, maintain the dedication to do it. I'm working on it. Like right, I like it's one of yeah. those things where I I am trying like that's one of the things that I'm working on. I'm trying to get more disciplined about things like that where okay, wake up, do yoga, go to work. Like I want that to kind of be my root like yeah. part of my routine. So but the fact of the matter is it hasn't happened yet. So Right now, what I'm relying on are the things that I automatically do without even thinking about it, right? Yeah. Um, even washing dishes, right? Like, I will not go to bed with dishes in my sink. Yeah. Very, very rarely will I do that. And if I do have dishes in my sink, it's like a cup because I had tea before going to bed. Right, And I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm already snuggled up in my bed. I'm not, I'm not yeah. about to wash dishes, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's one of my routine things where I'm like, I will not leave dishes in the sink unless I am truly like exhausted where I'm like, I can't even bring myself to like put clothes on after a shower. Then I'll say, okay, maybe you should just go straight to sleep. Yeah, yeah. At that point, at that point, I'm like, like, all right, you, like, you, you need to rest. Yeah, you just, like, so you're prioritizing your rest in that situation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's kind of um, a very long-winded way of yeah. saying having an established habit or routine is actually what helps me process things because I don't have to apply as much brain power to it. Yeah, that makes sense. Is, is there, are there other ways that you like, cause that's like, right in that situation, like, oh, I need to rest over. Like, here's what makes me feel, normally makes me feel good and like not leaving the dishes, mm-hmm. not washed, right? How, how have you gotten, or like how is that process of listening to your body evolved over time how do you and how do you feel about that now it has gotten a lot stronger 
It's gotten a lot stronger. I, um, I've gotten a lot better about listening to what my body wants, listening to what my emotions want, and listening to what my brain wants. Yeah. And it can be very hard to do that, or at least for me, it used to be hard to do that because I was like, well, I can do everything. Right. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I can do it all. I have to do it all. Yeah. Right? And that's part, like, that is part of growing up in, in American society is that you are expected to be able to do everything no matter what. Like, I, I at least that's, uh, that is kind of the impression that I had growing up and okay. that's kind of the ideal that I've grown up with. And, yeah. you know, some people may agree, some people may disagree, but one of, like, in my opinion, one of the big things that we perpetuate in in Western society, maybe capitalistic society, I don't know what the right term is, but especially here in the States is you have got to be on top of everything all the time. You're not allowed, like, a very rarely are you allowed mistakes. Um, yeah. Have things changed? Absolutely. Things are definitely changing and I right. think that's awesome. But when I was younger, I still used to have that idea of, well, you know, I have to be perfect. I have to have straight A's. I have to be a good swimmer. I have yeah. to be, you know, a good Sci Center devotee. I have to go to all my classes, like SSE classes, yeah. and I have to go do this service project. And, right. you know, I, I, it was just, you know, it, it, it got to be to the point where I was like, I, I don't care if my, like, I don't care if my leg feels injured. It's fine, I'll walk it off. You're like gonna push through. Right, like, which yeah. is, is wrong, right? And so starting in college is when I kind of started that process of listening to what I need. But really, like it really, really started to kick in when COVID started. Because I was like, I have no choice. I don't really have anything else to do but to listen to what my body wants. So if my body says, girl, get up, go for a walk. Yeah. Right, let's get up for a walk. If my brain is like, I'm, I'm fried. I'm fried. I want to watch some stupid teeny bopper high school movie. I'm gonna do it, right? Because that's what I need. Yeah. Um, and it's it has changed a lot um, in my life. It has made therapy way more effective because now when I go into sessions, I don't. It, it's gotten easier for me to be like, I'll be totally honest. I'm feeling X Y Z thing. And I know why I'm feeling those things. Now I'm trying to come up with a solution. And I'm coming here to you for a solution because I think I know what I need to do, but I'm also not 100% sure if I know what I need to do. So right. it's just made so many things in my life more effective, right? Like if I'm, if I'm starting to feel burnt out at work, that's when I say, okay, you know what? I know you've got a lot of work to do this week. You're gonna log off at five today. You're gonna go to the gym. You're gonna work out, yeah. you're gonna relax. You're gonna go sit in the sauna for 30 minutes right. if you want but you're gonna let it all out because if you don't do it now, it will destroy you in the future. And that's a huge part of listening to what your internal needs are is that if you don't listen to them when they, because when things pop up in your, like usually your body is actually really good about regulating itself. If something's wrong, a lot of times you actually don't know because your body's like, oh, something's wrong, so let me fix it right now. So when you're experiencing actual symptoms, that actually tells you that there's there's something like things are actually not as good as you think they might be right like even if it's something as yeah i've got like a dull ache in my calf yeah it, it that actually means a lot more than just a dull ache right you know? there's a lot of things that go into that symptom right exactly there's like a root cause of that exactly right and yeah. so 
I'm like, okay, if my body is telling me something, that means it's really telling me something. Yeah. So why would I not listen? It's like, it's like someone, you know, it, it, it's like, it's like a warning sign, right? Yeah. If it's like the like the dashboard light on your car, like exactly, going off. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> you know, it's like. You might hear a weird noise in your car and you're like, oh, but everything runs fine. It's okay. And then you see that dashboard light come on and then you're like, oh, snap, it's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what, that's exactly how I feel when I'm listening to my body. If my body is telling me something, I'm like, okay, I, I need to listen. Right, so. yeah. No. Well, what it, about, sorry, go ahead. No, well, well like the, like a quote that I've heard about that is like, I mean, it relates exactly to the, uh, the car analogy is like sometimes we like kind of going to your point about like the burnout type of mentality right like push through mentality is like sometimes um like or it's like saying we're too busy driving to fill up for gas yeah that that's exactly <laughs> what it is that's exactly what it is and then people are like why am i so tired all the time why do i feel burnt out why is this happening why is that happening and i'm like when is the last time you just stopped listen to what your body is telling you and then acted accordingly right Right, like it's like if you are sick if your body is saying hello i am sick i am coughing i am achy you're not going to turn around and say all right well let's go run a 25 like a 25 mile thing or like 25 (laughs) kilometers right you're not going to go run a marathon because your body's like uh no right so it doesn't it, 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 it it's the same concept i just think we we are so comfortable waiting for things to escalate super super high yeah to the point where it then takes so much work to undo that but i'm like if an ounce of prevention right you listen to your body now take that ounce of prevention you don't have to you know you don't have to spend as much in recovery later right yeah an ounce of prevention versus a pound of cure cure exactly yeah exactly Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll we'll put the quote on that as combined. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Go was that Einstein? Awesome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off there. Uh, you were not at all. Say something. I was actually going to turn this question on oh, you no. and, and say, <laughs> how have you been with listening to what your body physically wants, what you emotionally want, what you mentally want? Uh. I think like, uh, I mean, this is probably another cliche answer, but it's like meditation, right? Meditation just helps like calm the stillness in your mind. And then, but then like it, there's, but there's different types of meditation, right? And there's dozens, hundreds of meditations, right? And, like finding the right ones for the right situation, right? Whether it's, if it's like one for a creative visualization, right? If I need ideas, there's gonna be a specific meditation that I do that helps me. Or if there's one that is specifically on compassion or gratitude, there's going to be one that I do for that. Or if it's about a body scanning one so I can feel better about my body, right? Or like have better feeling of, all right, like here are the aches and pains within my body or here's the energy flowing through my head versus my fingers versus my knees versus my toes, right? Whatever it is, right? I think doing like that meditation, for example, will get me more in tune with how I feel about my body, mm-hmm. right? And like when you combine all those different types and then including like a, one that you're focused on like a light, like Jyoti meditation or to focus on your breath or like any, like doing Tai Chi, like all these things are just like pieces of the puzzle that we can put together for ourselves 
and then like look at like so like I think it's getting to that deeper state of mind or going from that beta level of mind the frequency that we're, our mind is operating at to that alpha level and that beta mm -hmm. level right and that delta level of like but then getting the, like we can only do that I think sometimes when we go into meditation but then what I found is I can get to that state quicker consciously instead of trying to go through subconsciously through meditation right so I can get to the same level of thinking of uh, as if I was doing meditation but then as I'm actually writing interesting I, I think I feel that okay. way at least and so like I'm so focused on the writing where I don't even think about anything like it feels like I'm asleep in a sense but or like I'm just like kind of writing I don't even but then when I take my focus off for a split second I'm, I'm, I'm out of that right but then I need to get back in mm -hmm. or I want to get back in and then I'm lost in it again right and so then like I'm able to feel that with my body as well right yeah so like every time there's a small let's say like oh there's a little twing twinge I don't know what the word is but like a little thing on my let's say hamstring when I'm stretching like okay like don't go deep as deep on your stretching right like or just hold it for longer but not as stretched of a position right whatever it is right or you know anything like that where like if there's anything that like oh there's a small like pulse on my head it's not a headache or a migraine but it's just a small pulse on my head I'm like okay that's like I'm gonna take a sip of water right now and I'm gonna have like a like I'm gonna bless the water so that it like provides me the energy that I want right, right. and so like all these things kind of I don't think there's not like a silver bullet thing right but like all these things that I do like on a very micro level that kind of help me listen to my body and then take the necessary action what mm -hmm. I think is the necessary action in that small step right. so that I can take that preventative measure rather because I know oh we're good yeah 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 we're probably we're probably gonna be ordering some food pretty soon here actually and, and a drink I was gonna say. Yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> can I can I get the Texas Winter IPA? Awesome, thank okay. you. And well, I will actually have what she had oh, first. Okay. Yeah, we'll do a little switcher okay. there. Yeah. Awesome. No problem. Thank you so much. Um. Right, but like that gets me deeper into that, like feeling like trusting my body right because yeah. i think so, so often when we like push off that like burnout when we like when we are bur in that process of burning out we're just like like we don't listen to our body mm -hmm. right because then like like i need to get this work done because we're prioritizing work over our body and i think that's not the right mindset at least for me right and so like when i listen to my body i can be like okay like oh i had a little heartburn when i ate this or my you know intestinal like I'm feeling whatever in my gastrointestinal system when I ate this and when I drank celery juice um, you know my bathroom experience was not as good right yeah <laughs> whatever it is right. right right and so like okay like okay don't eat Taco Bell the night before <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah right um, and so like all these small things our body is telling us it's just a matter of if we're listening right and so then you know, like I said, like, I think go back to one of my previous things. It's like lo looking at the world, and, and like learning, getting the wisdom and experiences from there. But then also, there's so much wisdom and experience that we can gain just looking at our own body and how it's reacting and responding to what we're doing with it, to it, 
buy it like you know on a day-to-day -day basis and it's up to us to respond accordingly I think right right so I think there's a lot of different levels to how I do it but I think there's I'm, but I'm still like exploring like all right like what what does uh you know a calf thing like you said like what does that signify versus a finger on you know your left right index finger right or you know whatever it is right your right foot like what does that signify a deeper meaning of right so like I'm trying to get there of like we can almost pinpoint exactly because like I think like you know like shoulder pain or back pain is mm -hmm. like associated with like bearing a larger burden right like, you know emotionally or uh, mentally right maybe at work it's like you're doing a lot of work and so like naturally your back is going to be you know it's I mean it's a meme of like you know I'll put the team on my back or like you know the, like, carry the team on my shoulders or whatever but like but I'm like oh that's actually true yeah, yeah, which that, is yeah, why it's funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly so like you know like every other part of our body there's a significance I think you know it's like that psychosomatic uh, relationship between our external experiences and our internal experiences so I mean, that's what I believe about that yeah. well I mean <laughs> and you see that with power posing right like the, the concept of power posing is is it's kind of to the same effect where the pose that you take or you know if you stand a certain way it fills your body with the sense of confidence and so yeah. you know that that um, I, you know, there, like, I truly do believe, like, there is a relationship between your body, like, your, like, your, your physical body, and yeah. then the rest of your internal being. Yeah. Um, and actually, so, I wanted to ask you, speaking of, you know, wisdom and listening to your body, yeah. <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, what is something that your body tells you more often, uh, or, like, what is, is there something that your body kind of gives you a symptom of? kind of not regularly but enough to where you're like okay I know this is kind of like a recurring thing for me yeah so uh, it's not necessarily I'll take it I'll try to take a like a positive connotation of what you're saying I think of it's not necessarily a symptom because I, I think like I mentioned like let's say I eat unhealthy the night before I have a I I pretty much drink celery juice every morning and I can tell when I have had something healthy versus unhealthy the night before, right? After I drink celery juice and when I go to the bathroom, right? For example, right? But taking it on the positive side of that, I almost have feelings like when I journal, for example, or, or before conversations or before a, like a presentation at work or before I go into a deep work session, I'll have, I listen to my body in terms of like intuition, right? I have, or I've started growing more of an intuitive feeling of when, like like something big is going to happen in that, that moment, in that time frame, that next 10 minutes or that next hour or next hour and a half deep work session, whatever it is, right? In that two-hour journaling session, right? Like I have a, it's almost like setting intentions, right? It's like I have an intuitive feeling that like I'm going to have a, a revelatory breakthrough in this journal session. I don't know when it's going to come. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm listening to my body and not necessarily my physical body because like I feel it in my stomach it's in my gut right, right. it's in you know like the root chakra it's in the sacral you know, chakra right compared to like my mind mm. right and I've gotten better at like determining where my thoughts and feelings are coming from versus like when it's my mind versus my gut yeah right and that's what I've gotten better at and I still have a long ways to go but I think like listening to my body like those are the symptoms where 
or you know those are the feelings that I have when I have like okay I could feel that in my stomach so I'm gonna trust that 100% go all the way in yeah right versus if it's my mind I'm like okay that's that's my mind like continue what I was doing like but until I feel it in my gut then I don't necessarily do it yeah right which makes sense yeah. because I think like at a um, oh looks so, good thank you <laughs> thank you so much oh, I appreciate it well, cheers round two cheers cheers there we go um, that's a little clink I just I think like I think the reason for that is because your mind you can manipulate your mind and your mind can manipulate you right mm. it is it is quote unquote that that higher so I kind of so the way that I look at it is kind of the way that I look at phones right your iPhone is capable of so much yeah but it's also susceptible to so yeah. much right like like how many times have we seen data stealing be an issue or security yeah. breach be an issue right yeah so that's kind of how I view the mind I'm like the mind is a powerhouse it's capable of so much but it can also kind of lift yeah. you up your body your physical body is a lot more primal right it's like it's it's a Nokia it's a Nokia phone yeah. it either works or it doesn't right yeah. <laughs> and so I it's so much harder for you to trick your body and for your body to trick you right you can trick your like and so people are like people will say oh well if you believe that you can heal you'll do it right you're not you but you know when when you do that you're manipulating you're manipulating your mind you're not manipulating your body you manipulate your mind to say I can do this and then your body kind of follows suit right so on a physical like primal level you're I, I feel like a lot of times your body is the one to listen to and not your mind your mind will tell you something's a bad idea, right? Right. But if your like, if your mind tells you that it's a bad idea, but your gut doesn't, I think it's worth. You know, it's one of the things where I'm like, oh, I should probably sit back and consider this. You know? Right. Yeah. Um. So you know, to your point about that gut reaction, um, yeah. I think a huge, like a huge reason why it's important to follow your gut is because more often than not it'll lead you in the right direction right and scientists say 90% of the time your gut is right for a reason uh, yeah so that's that's kind of how I feel about yeah body versus mind right no that's awesome is because as we like start wrapping things up here is there anything that that we haven't uh, we've covered a lot of different topics here <laughs> <laughs> and well I mean just you know off when it's not being recorded we're gonna continue having amazing conversations is there Anything else that we haven't touched on yet that's been on your mind or that you want to talk about? I, you know, not, nothing like, no, there's like nothing immediate where I'm like, oh, we got to talk about this. It's just, yeah. you know, it's, it's a free form, free flow conversation. And yeah. I, um, you know, I just, I hope to everyone who's listening that you, you know, I don't, whether or not you enjoy this is, is totally up to you, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm just like, I hope you all just, you know, grab life by the reins, carpe diem, go live your best life, like, go be adventurous, go try things you never wanted to try before. That's kind of, that's been one of my biggest things lately is just live life 
adventurously be swashbuckling, you know? Yeah. Just, <laughs> I love that word. Just, you know, you've yeah. only got one life to live, so why live it by anyone else's rules but your own? So, love that. That's love all that. I got. That's wow. all I got. Amazing. We can't end any other, any better way. So, thank Komal, thank you so much um, for just... I mean, we probably would have had this conversation anyways, right, tonight? <laughs> yeah, probably. But we just put on some mics, right? <laughs> also, thank you to our waiter for bringing these amazing beers. And amazing food, so. beers. We got some pretzel bites. Yeah, we got some food after this conversation. So, uh, but yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Size Eyes. Como, want to thank you again. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Loved it. Loved it. Um, and I will see you all next time on the Casually Profound series.